Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist about all things gender, sex, science, male, female related, how men and women relate to each other in the modern world. We have subscriptions available, neilcolhanker.com slash podcasts. You can ask us a question for $30. We will answer it on a podcast. All revenue from the subscriptions goes straight to charity. We don't take any of it. I have a weekly show in Sydney. Check it out. Follow Eliza on Instagram at Eliza Joy Wilson. And I think I think we'll keep the opening announcement brief because last week it was quite lengthy. Yes, yeah. So Wait, what episode are we on now? We must be we must be in like forty or close to it or more. We're either late thirties or early forties. Something like that. Yeah. Didn't we say we were going to do something when we got to the fiftieth? Like. What can we do? What, what are the, what, what are the I, options? We could do a live podcast. We could do... Yeah. Bring Jordan on like people keep asking. <laughs> Everyone wants to see you and Jordan. What about me? <laughs> Am I not good enough? <laughs> we'll probably just like hate each other and disagree with literally everything. Or love each other and well, agree with I just with don't everything. know what you'd talk about because his main focus is politics. And I know literally not a single thing about yeah, politics, like so nothing. He knows quite a lot about uh, relation. He's read a lot on on everything. He's also including relationships and attachment styles and he knows a lot about that. So he could talk about that. I, I think once you said that you would wear a formal dress. Or maybe I huh? was it we just wear formal and I'm thinking maybe I was wearing a formal dress oh, when we got to episode when 50. When we got to 50. We like you would wear a suit. But maybe you should wear a dress. <laughs> I don't even know if I – honestly, I don't even know if I have a suit. Oh <laughs> I, just, I never need really? one. Well, I mean, I'm a comedian and then I just – I think I've got an old formal suit. Done. For my year tour. I don't know if I'll fi- I still fit into it. Just so he just bulked up so much. Well, from from year twelve, yeah. I mean, that's ten years. That's I'm now fifteen kilos heavier. So, wait, how old did you just turn? Twenty seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Twenty seven. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? So old. You were ha- you having an existential crisis? Yeah, we can talk about that briefly here. Uh, so this the main oh hello see look she knows <laughs> she knows he's had, as soon as I heard the she heard the word crisis she she was like well people with cats have a forty percent less chance of heart disease so oh. but dogs that doesn't apply to <laughs> <laughs> but with dogs you have a hundred percent chance of just being overall a better person happier and kind of cooler be cool be cool sure. <laughs> she's so cute true cat owners are weird. Some, Usually. especially if you own multiple, but I respect that. If you live alone and you have a cat, yeah. there's something, I can't what talk. I do. I lived alone and I had rats. Some so, weirdness. Yeah. Some peculiarity about you. But anyway, let's, okay, she's actually trying to bite me. So off you get. Okay. Uh, Disorganized attachment. <laughs> <laughs> apologies to the people listening by audio, but that was all. Just an interaction with my cat. But, yes, this episode is going to be all about infidelity and cheating. But to start off with, yeah, I just, having turned 27, this is just a common thing people my age go through, especially if you live in the city. Uh, what, I'm I'm just wondering what I should actually be focused on. If I should, because I'm very happy with my career and I'm very, I'm, I love what I do. 
but there's still things I definitely want to do and there's things I want to achieve. I'd love to get some sort of show on Netflix or yeah. Amazon or something like that. I'd love to keep building as a stand-up comedian, but I'm also a bit jaded by the industry. And if anyone listens to the podcast I do with Jordan, half the time we just bitch about the comedy <laughs> industry. It's very nepotistic. It's political. There's this sort of ideology that runs it, but now with the internet, you can you can do that full time, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm doing basically. And I have a lot of free, you know, not that I have a lot of free time, but I have a lot of freedom because I work for myself. So uh, I'm, I guess, financially secure. So I don't know if I should be moving towards finding a permanent life partner because with all my other girlfriends, it's not as though I've been actively searching for someone. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. There are ones that I've fallen in love with and then thought, oh, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Obviously, that didn't happen, but I haven't actually sat down and thought, well, what are the qualities I actually want to look for and what are the sort of qualities I can offer? And do you need a friend wife? And do I need a friend? <laughs> exactly. That was a serious podcast. Okay, that one's always <laughs> that's going to be the podcast everyone always references. <laughs> what were you thinking, Neil? No, I back that 100%. <laughs> Me too. Um so yeah, I guess I'm just having that classic quarter life crisis. Yeah, that classic. I would yeah, sort of late twenties crisis. Not even quarter because quarter life crisis. I feel like are people who are 23, 24 thinking, what do I do with my life? Yeah, yeah. Is this whereas, it? I've just finished uni. Do I actually have to go and slave in a corporate job? Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm really happy with my with what I do. I love being a comedian. I also I'm really enjoying these podcasts. These were always a supplement. Because of COVID, because I couldn't do com- yeah. comedy. So I thought, well, how can I get more content out there? Yeah. Let's start two podcasts. But, but now pro- I really Are they very different, them. would you think? Do you reckon there's the same listeners that... Oh, there'd definitely be an overlap. Yeah. But they're, they're so different. Content is... I they're, remember they're once very different. when you printed out the questions that people had submitted <laughs> and I accidentally read a question that's for you and um, Geordie and it was like, gargle on my balls and all this shit. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a different dynamic there <laughs> with me and him. Um, I'd say they're mostly different. But, yeah, I've always thought this is the one that could – we've had offers for sponsors on the other one, but I just – I decline all of them because I know what we talk about, especially <laughs> Jordan says some some controversial stuff and right. I just don't want to bother with a sponsor – yeah. Uh, but this one's the one I feel like could expand and could become bigger and uh, maybe even the the brand, the sex sales brand itself could, who knows, it could become a, a show or it could, we could do videos or we could, there's, there's, there's a lot of potential I do see with this, um, but I'm just not sure where I want to focus my career energy on right yeah. now. I'm focusing a lot on this show I'm doing. You got your fingers in so many pies. Exactly. And sometimes that's I like that. I like the variety, yeah. but sometimes it's just better if to have that one career focus and you just go have tunnel vision on that. Whereas mm. I don't have that right. I think it's good now, that you I'll never but... forget when I just met you and you said to me like one of the first times I came here, you were like, I just throw shit and see where it sticks. And I love that. I now like use yeah. that all the time in my mind. It's good that you have like a million different projects and stuff going on because you never know yeah that's that, that is true yeah mm. and it's always changing the style i do um there's some comedians and and just influencers that have done the same thing for five six seven years but the audience knows them for that for that and loves them for that i can't do that i gotta always yeah. change but 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 not just talking about the, the career i suppose it's just whether or not i should 
be angling towards settling down. I mean, I've got, I, I do own this apart. Well, I've got a home loan, but mm. financially I'm relatively secure. Do you? Here? Yeah. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Um, so I just don't know. But then at the same time, um, at 27, you're probably the best in your prime. And you just want to fuck bitches, get well, money. <laughs> I'm just, it's, it's the best opportunity to do that at this age, yeah. I feel. You know what they say? 20s you learn and 30s you earn. So that's when you settle up. But you know what? That's what they say, yeah. If you're thinking, should I do this? Should I not? It then means you don't. probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. So that's why I'm not. Yeah. Keep, leave it up to the universe. Put out the good karma. Reap the benefits. That's, yeah, but I'm not. That's you. I'm not I know, like that. I literally I just talked shit about I need plans. Things. Yeah. Um. But I've started to think a little bit. Well, I, every time I think, oh, this would be the, the girl that would suit me as a life partner and then i find someone that, like that and then it doesn't work out so have you ever tried switching teams uh i once when i was really drunk i did a little bit but i didn't really like it wasn't up your alley no okay no well you why know do you think i'm do i give off gay vibes no, no. <laughs> that was convincing no well, i mean i'm in everyone's drama. a little bit gay in some way i think like I, Probably. I was watching the start of this movie. It's called Chaos Walking, and um, I only watched twenty minutes, so I have no idea if it's good or not. But basically, he there's no women on this planet or Earth. I don't know where they are, and it's only men, and they can all hear each other's thoughts. And I was thinking, <laughs> who are they sexually attracted to? Do they have sexual attraction to one another? Is are we learn? Oh, yeah. Are we learned to be straight just because of like you know society? And if there was no judgment or restrictions or boundaries where would we be in terms of sexuality it's a fluid thing anyway oh i've read a few books about life in prison and yeah yeah they they're everyone is definitely bisexual yeah when you're in prison and you're just with a bunch of men that's a good point high testosterone young dudes that are probably very horny a lot of them get prison boyfriends uh sex is often a power play there as well as the you know, the joke always is. Are there about books specifically on that that you've read or has it just been mentioned in? It's been mentioned, but there's but there's a focus on, there's a chapter about that. Oh, it's not, it. the whole book isn't about prison sexuality. So but, interesting. But um, There needs to um, be. Australia's Worst Prisons, there's a, there's a series of books. Right. I've read two of them. They're, they're mind-blowing. It's a different world. We should do there. a prison book swap. I've got heaps and I've got okay. heaps on um on sex workers from overseas and stuff like that and yeah, how okay. they manipulate people and have like 12 husbands from America and like got women from Thailand. Anyway, we'll do a book Ooh, swap. Yeah. That's interesting. And then we'll list the books on the podcast because yeah. I always see people get very upset when we don't, which I understand. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, that one is called, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's called Australia's Worst Prisons. Yeah. Or Australia's um, – it's in all the bookstores and there's a series of about three or four. They're, they're really mind-blowing. They're just I the tales that. of the dynamics, the social politics, what goes on. It's Yeah. It's uh, incredible. I want to read a prison book right now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, other animals, uh, they exhibit uh, homosexuality yeah. and all sorts exactly. of different – sexuality if you if you ever see about if, if you live out rurally you would know you put a bunch of bulls together they're all trying to fuck each other yeah dogs yeah yeah so bunnies 
Yeah, we've got ancient Greece and Rome. Yeah, they were, they exactly. Were all pretty by. Mm-hmm. So probably is a learned societal thing to a certain degree, but it's probably also still a spectrum. I don't. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, who knows? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. But um, no, I don't think I'm gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Moral of that yeah. story: still wants a friend wife. <laughs> yes, I am very attracted to women. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to have kids now. I always thought, yeah. yeah, that's just the thing you do. You have a family. But I don't know. See what happens. Yeah, I know. That's the that's the beauty of being a male is there's not so much like kind of societal or, or even biological pressure for, for children. Although, you know, there's women biological can... biological pressure for children. Like as in you <laughs> you don't have eggs like reducing. No, yeah, true, true, true. Okay, <laughs> and that's, there's not a ticking. yeah. Yeah, I mean, after 45, the chances of uh, ailments increases. Yeah. But it's still very, mm. it, it's, 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 um, you can, you can, you can, um, get someone pregnant up until you die, basically. If you, yeah. You know, if it's still working. I love watching those documentaries on YouTube about like cults where they've, he's like 85 and he's got 47 children and his last child is his, Baby, he's got a baby right now and things like yeah. that. It's so crazy. Oh. <sighs> you think that's a dream, but then also, is it? Yeah. Not really. Is it really? Hmm. But infidelity. Oh, Let's yes. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so we haven't done a podcast on cheat. We've talked about cheating yeah. on the podcast, uh, but we're going to do one on infidelity. Now, obviously, especially nowadays, what people see as cheating is so different person to person and relationship to relationship. So assuming it's just your classic monogamous relationship, I think everyone would say, okay, having sex with someone else is definitely cheating. Uh, Kissing someone, any sort of physical intimacy with someone else is cheating. But then when it gets to emotional cheating, having a work wife, Flirting with other people. Things online. Yeah, having a, you know, opening your heart to someone else. That's where it becomes quite subjective and it can differ person to person. There can be fights in a relationship due to someone thinking, oh, I thought what I was doing was innocent. The other person thinks, no, you were cheating. I mean, some people think even um, dressing a certain way, um, spending one-on-one time with anyone from the opposite sex, there's all sorts of different ideas about what actually is cheating and the statistics are about 50% of marriages experience some form of infidelity. Now, I always yeah. thought that was physical infidelity. I think it's actually, yeah. it's not. It, it includes emotional infidelity and, and yeah. things like that. And, and the physical infidelity, it's, a bit, it's about 30%, but it's very hard to discern the exact statistics there because it's, it's underreported, mm-hmm. people lie about it. I mean, there's estimates that, somewhere between 2 to 20% um, of children have paternity uncertainty. So they oh, don't actually wow. know who their biological father is. Now, they don't know what the true statistics are because mm-hmm. that's something where even on an anonymous survey, yep. a woman's going <laughs> to take that to a grave. Yes. Um, it is sad when that happens. It, yeah. Yeah, it's, that, I, can't, I just can't even imagine for the man. Like, that's just, yeah. that would be. All the child. I have so many kids I work with that don't know who their dad is and they always ask me, can you try find him? And I'm like, oh, well, I wish. I, uh, yeah. Oh, so there's that. I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking of 
ones where they don't even know or no the the man has been lied to and so the woman's oh, cheated on the man she's ra- he's raised another and then yeah right now that is just i think that's just one of the worst things you can do yeah, as a per- that is just rough. horrific so yeah. don't do that <laughs> yeah please don't woman please listening. refrain <laughs> um uh, but cheating in general is pretty bad um but i mean what's 30 to 50%. So I'm sure a lot of people listening have either done it or experienced it. Yeah. Another interesting stat I learned was Ashley Madison have released a lot of kind of stats about this. I and that up too. <laughs> and they, um, they're, they're basically Tinder for married people who are intending to cheat. And Australia yep. is in the top five. Actually, they're number four for one of the most highest rates of infidelity in the, in the world, followed by uh, America, Brazil, and Canada. So I was really <laughs> Brazil. Yeah, I was so surprised to hear that that we are the fourth. Well, I guess only of people that countries that use this. We're one of the least website. religious countries in the world, mm. so I think that would contribute to it. And we've got a pretty good, you know, nominal per person GDP. So there isn't an economic necessity yeah. nowadays for a lot of uh, women in particular to, to stay with the, I mean, there's less punishment and judgment for straying, um, which would generally fall onto the woman. Yeah. So, but that being said, um, I was listening to this uh, relationship expert saying that most people, or not most, but there'd be a much higher amount or percentage of people getting back with partners that have cheated on them if it weren't for that societal judgment um of of you know my family's not going to respect him anymore my friends won't respect him no one will respect me if i get back with him so i'm not going to do it and that's the biggest betrayal because society perceives it as the biggest betrayal and um i think i might have read the yeah yeah and esther perel has such like a unique and interesting perspective on it because she's like why do we discount 10 years of a a successful healthy relationship for one hour of infidelity for one moment of of human mistake like you know that we everyone fucks up one way or another throughout their life can we discount this much history and what we've built with someone because of a moment like that well, I suppose the, let's let's try to steel man both of the arguments. So that's one side of the argument, which is, and this is we're talking about a one-off sexual encounter yes, here because yeah. I think it's very different if it's an ongoing affair. Yeah, I think that or is repeated. quite bad. Yeah, I don't know if I if someone did that, I Hell don't no. think I could stay with them. No bloody way. But if we're talking about someone's at a party or traveled and gone really drunk and something something happens have a bit of have a bit of hanky panky you'd be more likely to um okay for okay for personally yeah i would need to feel secure enough that they would need to convince me that it it was a one-off thing that there, there mm. aren't issues in the relationship there isn't an issue with me it wasn't like i was unfulfilling or something like that and if i was convinced and it was a one-off thing yeah i would try to stay with that but it also depends how long i've been with them but if we're talking about a long-term relationship i'd stay with that person now when you get into territory of it happening twice three times four times each time it happens i'd be far less likely to be as forgiving 
Yeah. Um, I've never been in that sort of a situation in the monogamous relationship, mm. so don't know what it would uh it well, even when it's a non-monogamous relationship and if you you know, from your perception someone's broken the rules, it's very hurtful. It feels yeah. like cheating. Mm. Um but let's say that the other argument is Okay, even if it is 20 minutes of fun or two minutes, the 30 seconds, however long it is, <laughs> um, the fact people to say that's a mistake, you've part you've you've incurred so many actions to lead up to sex. Yeah, it's a conscious You can't decision. just yeah, you it's can't just accident. brush that off as oh, it was an accident that my dick fell inside yeah. of her or whatever, or it was an accident that he put his dick inside of me. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. You've done that. You've betrayed someone. You know it was going to hurt them. Mm. You haven't cared about that. You've been extremely selfish. So if if someone did stay with that person, it would take weeks, months, sometimes even years to get over something like that, to build up trust again. It's more the break of trust than the actual act itself. So if you feel like you can't trust the other person, why be with them? So that's the other that's argument. It. Well, for me, it's... It's less about trust because trust can be rebuilt. But for me personally, it's respect. I find that once I've lost respect for someone, I, it's really hard for me to get it back romantically. Um, so can you – what is romantic respect? Can you well, – because I've had a, <laughs> someone say that to me. So Well, basically when, I, when a friend does something dodgy and I'm like, oh, I've lost respect for them in that moment – I get over that very quickly. I never hold a grudge against me because, to be honest, I can't be bothered and whatever. And I'm not. It doesn't have a personal investment that it's going to impact me. But when a partner does something that makes me lose respect for them, I can't come back from it. Like one of my um, previous boyfriends, quick example, super lovely, never did anything dodgy, so faithful, beautiful, beautiful person. But he would always kind of fabricate stories to other people to make himself seem very personable and I'm very much you know on the team with authenticity and if you don't like something or you haven't experienced something say it how it is because for example someone would be like um uh-huh. oh I was watching friends on the weekend on this episode and he had never having ever watched friends in his life would be like oh my god Susie that's literally my favorite okay. show I can't believe you said that and that over time, I was losing respect and respect for him, and I just couldn't get it back. I was like, I fe- can't stand him just doing all this sucking up and ass kissing to everyone. Sure, but that's that's a character trait that tells you about who that person is. Mm-hmm. Whereas people can genuinely make mistakes. I mean, I'm yeah. on the side of what sounds like Esther Perel here, where if 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 we're talking about a long term relationship and you love that person, they love you. You can make, um, especially, you know, all the male comedians talk about this where, like, men are as faithful as their options and, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts That's of sad. situations that can occur where it's not, look, I do think, yeah, it's a bad thing. to. Che- it's obviously a horrendous thing to cheat and it's a selfish thing. But some people are just exposed, I suppose, to more opportunity than others. I'm not just saying this uh for for men you know for women as well right it can just if it is a one-off thing i would lose more respect if they then acted as though it was nothing or if they it's it's how they react to it which would determine my respect for the person yeah the act itself 
if I was convinced that it was a genuine, well, not a mis- we won't say mistake, but a lapse of judgment, yeah. we'll say that. Um, a single fuck up. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's a, because we are human at the end of the day and it would what would determine whether or not I continued respecting them would be the way they then act towards me afterwards. Yeah. So if they're then not, if they're like invalid, if I'm getting really upset and angry or mad or something and they're saying like, oh, you're overreacting or, you know. Oh, you, you know, we've like, already gone through this 12 yeah. times. Like, well, you got to move on. If no. you want to be with me, then we got to move on. Then yeah. I would start to lose. Yeah. Again, I've never been in this situation, that sort of, that specific situation. And I, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it would also depend how I found out. Yes, were they up front? Yeah. Was it immediate or two years later? Yeah. Because so. that to me would be a huge thing. I'll be like, how I'm, I haven't got a really big thing about lying. And probably because of that, like, I really respect people that are authentic and upfront. And, if I had found out you kept this to me for two years, you looked me in my eyes, lying to me every single day. I could never do that to someone I loved, like never. But if it was done immediately and then came to me, I'd be much more willing to hear them out kind of thing. But then again, you know, when we talk about this, the one single fuck up, it is the other, the flip, the flip side of that is, you, do you, were you willing to risk your entire relationship for one person that is a random or a stranger or a trip away kind of thing rather than someone that you actually had a connection with so it is that kind of interesting mm. what's actually worse <laughs> yeah look it, it, it depends person to person i would say don't make immediate decisions in that situation though yeah. i would say if someone has done a one-off if it's not an ongoing affair and someone's had had a one-off instance with someone else at a work function or whatever when they're traveling. Mm. It's always work function or traveling. It is. It's always work function or traveling. functions. It's where all the oh, cheating occurs. Or pregnant wife and then something, yeah. someone at work. Always. Yeah, always. So yeah, I would wait and see how you deal with it because if it, it's always going to take time to get over something like that. Are they really putting in effort? To, to earn back the trust, to earn back the respect, I would err on the side of being forgiving. Yeah, like are they genuinely ashamed of themselves and wanting to resolve it? But you know what? I, I know myself. I know the second I found out someone had cheated on me, I wouldn't, I would, it would be immediate for me because I like to, I like to know everything about everyone and have them figured out completely. But what if they, if they told you? But even still, what what would go through my head would be I was living a different reality to you were. But, this happened and I had no idea. Like we were having two diff- completely different relationship experiences. But that would be too just, just but, jarring. But you wouldn't – you'd never be having – you could never fully uh, work someone out. Yeah. You know, you could never fully know the other person. You think yeah. you do. You have an idea yes. of the other person. Yeah. but. Okay. Well, I think I've again. I've never really been in that situation, but I would err on the side of uh, seeing, you know, waiting maybe a month and trying to work through it, separating seeing temporarily, maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah, but but not just immediately. No, that's it. It's done. Well, I I read that. Um of the couples that do seek therapy. And I don't know what percentage of couples actually seek therapy compared to couples that don't 
Mm. Um, or, or just break up or decide to do it themselves. But the couples that seek therapy for in, infidelity, 70% of them stay together after therapy, which is yeah. pretty high, much higher than I actually thought it would be, which is, I guess, a good stat. Um, and that the other stat was, I don't know the specific number, but it was something like majority, 90, 80 or 90% of people that have cheated actually do want to stay with their spouse or long-term partner they don't mm. – it wasn't like a fuck this relationship, I'm just going to cheat because I'm not invested. Mm. It was a, whatever the reasoning is, but they still want to be with their partner more than the other person or more than being single. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone knows my views on, you know, human desire and yeah. relationships. So I just think we are going against our nature by being monogamous. So if if, if there's a gen, – that you, you can make a genuine mistake. I think it w- I would still classify things as mistakes – yeah. I know some people think oh, it's not even a mistake. They did it. They consciously, purposefully p- partook yeah. in that act. Partook? Is that a word? Yeah. Um, but I also read a statistic, and I've, I've printed off a few things here, but twenty only 20% of people uh, in this survey in America thought um, a relationship should be immediately over if if they found out someone else had cheated. Which I thought was quite low. I thought most mm. people would be like you and, and think, oh, if I found out someone cheated immediately, See you that's later. it. Yeah. But it was only about 20%. But here we go. This is um, from, I think it was Psychology Today or something like that. But these are eight key motivations for relationship infidelity. So number one, anger. So my primary partner had been unfaithful to me. You know, before my affair, my primary partner got into an argument, which led me to seek rev- like a revenge thing. Yeah. Okay. Esteem. I wanted to feel better about myself. I wanted to assert my independence and autonomy. Wait, pause. Is this an order or just? Uh, It doesn't doesn't say. Yeah. It doesn't say. Just the eight Uh, main. Yeah. Esteem. Uh, Lack of love. So that's self-explanatory. Low commitment. I was not very committed to my partner. Now, if it's something like that, that you should end it. Well, I wasn't committed to you anyway. Oh, fuck off then. Yeah. Okay. Even though we were seeing each other, we were not technically in a relationship. Oh, okay. So that's a funny one. I don't like that one. Need for variety. I wanted a greater variety of sexual partners. Neglect. I felt neglected by my primary partner. So that's a big reason why women cheat in general. For yes. Women usually don't cheat if, if the relationship is going well. Yes. Whereas men um, will cheat even if the relationship is going well. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> How fun is. to be a woman. But but now when they do studies of um, millennial couples in America, the uh, it's evened out. It's about 50-50 yes. infidelity mm-hmm. from women and from men. Yeah. So there That's you go. Right. Hashtag equality. <laughs> okay. Sexual desire. My primary partner had lost interest in sex. My primary partner refused to perform certain acts during sex that I normally enjoy. Situation. I was drunk. And I was not thinking clearly. I was overwhelmed at the time due to external stresses and was not thinking clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So some of those reasons I think are... They all make sense. They all definitely make sense. And that's the other thing. Cheating usually doesn't happen in just some void. There there may be other factors that have led to that. It may not be a relationship. A lot of people cheat also when like someone close to them has died and they're like grieving, Um, like their parent has died. And then they're already married. They may be more likely to cheat them because they're just so Gosh. grieving, and they're like, "Well, fuck this! Like, I, I'm so hurt. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm gonna do this kind of yeah, thing." Yeah, it can be a way to yeah. um, gain control again. Or self sabotage. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, that's true. Maybe you consciously think it's control, yeah. <laughs> and then 
subconsciously it's self-sabotage yeah. oh god um <laughs> but um if you feel like you're you're being treated unfairly in a relationship you're not being heard yes. your needs aren't being met the other person just doesn't care you know they're just eventually you could be like, oh fuck off i'm just gonna oh, do this yeah. to punish you one of the um i follow all the sex subreddits on reddit and yeah. not like porn as in like just sex and questions about it and one of the ones i follow is i follow an infidelity one um and when you look at the infidelity it's people planning to cheat and i'm like fuck you i have no respect for you like but then when i follow the dead bedroom subreddit and i read them and it will be people like you know i've i've um done everything i can over the last eight years to make my wife feel special i do this this and this every day i'm so um touch deprived i haven't been hugged by her in over a year like i just want to hold her hand i just want anything i just want someone to you know lovingly touch me i don't care if it's sex or any other way and you read those and i i do empathize with them and i'm like almost like when they say am i a terrible person for considering looking elsewhere because i don't have the means to leave this relationship you almost do kind of think that makes sense um when it's just from that pay, like mm. place of pure like pain and but you know what that's one side of the story. She might come back being like this that's is true. this man treats me like shit and I don't want to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, that's what I mean. It doesn't. It's very hard. Th- it would be I could imagine it would be extremely co- confronting to look inwards in that moment. But mm. you should probably try to because if someone who really does love you and made a commitment to you did cheat maybe you do have to ask yourself fuck did i did i contribute it doesn't mean you shouldn't break up with them or it doesn't mean it's your fault but it's worth analyzing the whole situation and not just looking at the cheating as a one as a looking at the cheating as part of a whole yes because because yeah. i think um shorty okay, on, get off it's fighting the cord <laughs> Get off. So I just think this is more complicated. Look, if you asked me two, three, four years ago, I would have been with you. Oh, if someone cheated. No, that's not a mistake. No, I'm done, immediately mm-hmm. done. But I don't know. Now I <laughs> um, I just think we put too much. Striving for perfection yeah, at all points. And emotional emphasis on the significance of mm. of um sex being this really special act and it is i'm not saying it isn't but i think the emotional bond is the more important thing well yeah because when i'm thinking of cheating I, I i rarely think of oh my boyfriend going and fucking another girl i'm thinking of like worst case it's that he's feeling having strong feelings for someone at work wanting to be like randy like when we had that mm, co-worker yeah, okay, cheat, okay. that is my worst case fear of cheating in a relationship. Yeah. Thankfully, my boyfriend's a tradie. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, you know. Well. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did just talk about tradies prison. Tradies <laughs> on, the, on the weekends, they, yeah. they get up to some stuff. But, um, yeah, true. And a lot of bored housewives and it's never call it, calling a plumber, you know. <laughs> That's true. Well, he works at – he builds um, childcare centres, so – they go right, <laughs> hopefully. All bored moms around. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm stressed. No, just kidding. I've never actually worried about it, but that would be my uh-huh. scenario, I guess. But, you know, there's always ways to kind of make people feel 
um, better. And sometimes you just know, like my ex-boyfriend worked and he was one male in a team of 15 females in marketing. And I never once <laughs> felt weird about it. Not once because it was just, he was so blatantly loyal and committed that it wasn't ever something I felt. He even went, had all these business trips away with them all around every single straight state in Australia and New Zealand. Uh-huh. And he'd be with one or two other females and everyone would be like, have you freaking out? And I was like, never once weirded out or worried because I'd never ever been had that one shred moment of doubt with him. Um, so, but then in the past with another boyfriend, similar situation, I'd be like, dying of anxiety overnight so interesting how that can kind of change depending on the person and how Mm. how they come across yeah it's um yeah i've been i've been in situations where i wasn't i didn't fully trust another person and it's just sometimes then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're so overbearing with with jealousy that the other person is like oh fuck off then like i will just cheat yeah um or when sorry you go I guess this, look, I was at a point where we had been fighting for so long and we'd sort of basically implied that we had broken up but hadn't fully broken up and then mm. I did do some stuff. So <laughs> I don't know stuff. if that, yeah, look, technically yeah. we hadn't technically broken up so it's, yeah. that's cheating then. So I have cheated. Yeah. And then I've also, yes, broken rules in an open relationship. Mm. I personally don't think they were that bad though but it, that's yeah. another story. Um so I guess I have cheated and then someone's broke, also broken rules. But then I don't think I've ever, not that I know of, I haven't been cheated on. Um, again, not that I know of. Mm. Um, That's it. Maybe we have and we haven't known or maybe someone's had an emotional connection mm. and we haven't known or maybe someone's had an online relationship or like we said that one time where this girl freaked out because her boyfriend was sending money to an OnlyFans girl and then tracking off to each other on on Snapchat and she's like, that's cheating. And he's like, no, it's not. Like those kind of things, it's it's so individual mm. what is considered cheating. Well, you've got to definitely be on the same page. That's a yeah. conversation you've got to have yes. with the person. But having said that, you can have these conversations and then people just often project, I think this is horrible and they would never do this. And then they don't think it's such a bad thing. You know, there's these differences that can occur yes. and ruin things. And be as, even if you talk it out for hours, just better to over talk with that like sort of stuff. Girls kissing girls, half my boyfriends would be like, I don't care. And then the other half would be like, no, that's cheating. Not that I have yeah. multiple boyfriends I meant over the years. But yeah, there's all sorts. Of, you know, yeah. I thought. Uh, with a lot of those studies where women are often a bit more upset when it comes to emotional intimacy, whereas yes. men, that astounds me. Yeah. See, I can't. This so is your it's female like, brain that you were talking about. Is that? <laughs> well, not anymore now. No, because now I'm definitely in the male group oh, in this one, right. right? So it just astounds me that out of two options, you know, if I'm if I'm in a in a relationship and I fuck another girl versus like oh, hey, I'm really sad. Can you comfort me? Yeah. They'll think the second one is worse. Way worse. worse. Way that worse. is so astounding to me. Yeah. What? But I'm, fuck, I'm putting, I'm, no, it's not. What are you talking about? But anyway, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized I can't project, you know, what I think is normal onto other people. And that has caused grief in previous relationships where I was actually telling this girl who was Snapchatting me and clearly flirting with me 
who I'd gone on a few dates with and, and even slept with before I started seeing my girlfriend at the time. And I, I had to just tell her, look, look, I'm seeing someone and I'm really sorry. And I, I felt bad because I knew she really, really liked me. So mm. I sort of sent it, not an essay, but like a paragraph or yeah. two telling how wonderful she was and that, you know, I think you're really pretty and all these things. And, and, and then I kind of did feel a bit guilty about it. So I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I probably went a bit overboard with the message, but I, but what I was saying was like, I'm with someone, yeah. stop mess, flirtatiously messaging me. Yeah. And then she saw the message and she lost it. Like oh, she couldn't really? handle it. She's like, why? Those are things you say to me. I can't believe you're saying that yeah. to another girl. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but I'm literally in the message. I'm <laughs> saying I don't, I'm with someone else yeah. and I don't. But then we got in a big fight because I couldn't understand what she meant. She couldn't understand what I meant. So in any of these situations, you got to try to understand what the other person values and what most people aren't trying to be malicious and hurt people. They just, in their mind, think this isn't a bad thing or this is, uh, it's minuscule. You know, just yeah. in this recent um, relationship I've, I've, I've gone through, that was also a huge thing. I, she, oh, I didn't think that was that bad. Why are you getting so upset about it? Or like, well, I just didn't think it was a bad thing. I wasn't yeah. trying to hurt. It's just, it's um, subjective. very subjective. So you've got to try to be forgiving in that situation and think, okay, were they really trying to hurt me with that message or by talking mm-hmm. to that person. Um, and this is in the realm of non-physical cheating, I suppose. Yeah. So That's why I don't know why people the, avoid these conversations thinking, oh, this is too intense early on. Like literally when I start dating someone, I'm going to know straight away. And you can ask them so casually in conversation like, oh, do you see yourself having children? Do you see yourself like getting married and then understanding what their perceptions of cheating is and what your boundaries are. Like I will always make it clear. Like I I always say straight off the bat, like I hate, don't lie to my face. I can't stand that. Just, I would rather you just admit something shitty that you've done and we'll talk it through. But when I find out that you're lying to me, I'm going to like probably escalate a little bit more and be more shitty about it for a bit longer. It's going to be easier, you know, cost reward. So People just need to kind of hash these conversations out earlier to establish whether or not you are on the same page with this. Like it comes down to porn as well. Some people think porn is cheating. Other other people say, no, it's not. And some women are like, you shouldn't be watching porn. And men are like, well, that's really controlling if you try to dictate whether or not I can and cannot watch things on the internet. So... Well, I mean, what's the, you know, if a man goes to a, what about things like going to a strip club and getting Who a private Who goes to a dance? strip club these days? I literally don't know a single guy that goes to a strip club. Well, now, no, because you've got to get these bloody COVID safe private dances, which just suck. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, they got to be a meter away from you. So it takes away the whole point. Do you go to strip club? No, but I heard. My friend <laughs> went to one. No, I'm not making this up. Yeah, yeah. He sure. went and then he was like, I paid 50 bucks for this COVID safe private dance. And I'm like, oh, that is oh, the worst thing I've ever heard I in my life. I don't know anyone that does strip clubs anymore. And I also don't know anyone in all the, like, the last 10 weddings I've gone to over the three years. None of the men have had bachelorette parties with strippers. Well, you're in a, you know, in these vegan progressive circles <laughs> where they don't do I know a lot of guys that still do that. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. thought it was out of fashion. I thought people just do like fishing trips or golf trips these days. Or maybe that's what they say. Uh, yeah, maybe that is what they say. Yeah. I've got a friend who worked at a male strip club and the amount of women he told me that will cheat on their hen's night. Oh, yeah. Is just, it, he said, I've just lost 
He's, he's a very manly guy. He's like, oh, mate, I've just lost faith in women. Oh. <laughs> he said that. Um, That's so sad. I'd be like, don't even look, make eye contact with me. Just don't. But that being said, <laughs> male strippers go much further than female strippers do. In what way? Well, like male strippers will just hook up with you willy-nilly and female strippers are like do not touch photo do not touch me without my consent do not take photos like <laughs> yeah true so some of the things that when i once went on a, a boat for a friend's birthday and they had male strippers and i was like oh my god i'm being assaulted all fucking night because they were so forward and then i just see them all hooking up with girls groping them and like Going crazy. Really? It was what it was so when crazy. You say, what were they just fucking or what? No, they were borderline. And, yeah, right, but right. um yeah, it was Were the girls into it? Were some yeah, of them? Yeah. Yeah, they d- certainly were and, and were these girls with partners? Yes. And not my friends though. They were on on like hen's nights. They were all hen's nights basically. Some hen's nights are yeah. wild. So Damn. my ideal hen's night was just like just give me somewhere to eat garlic bread and spag bowl and that's fucking you don't even need to come i'll just do it on my own <laughs> yeah wow. right right yeah it, it's um yeah some you get swept up in that and, kind of you get egged mm, on and um i've seen so heaps of things looking on, up with yeah the bomb. oh no, yeah but that guy is probably but you know what was crazy oh, no. is because it's not it and I know I'm not in any way justifying it, but it was interesting to observe because it was always the the stripper, the male stripper instigating it. Like I had one, I was single at this time, disclaimer. I had one like coming mm. up to me and he was like kissing on my neck, ch- ch- pulling my fucking face to him. And I was like, dude, get the fuck off me. I don't, you're like, ooh, you're sweaty and I don't want to <laughs> kiss you. But right, so really trying to push me to do it. And that's probably why they- it away for men. To yeah, like- Just hook up with girls that are in relationships. It's crazy. Um, Gosh. So- I was like, after that night, I was so baffled because it was like the third time I've seen male strippers, but that those ones in particular were intense. So, yeah, the ones that you hire to go to a party, I feel it different, but it was the ones that like you go to an event where they're there or there's yeah. multiple and people just get like his, a group hysteria or something. It was so interesting. Yeah, because at male strip clubs, there's uh, they're all sitting there very quietly watching. At, yeah, at they sit Magic back like Mike this. and at female <laughs> the girls club, are like they Take are screaming. Yeah. yeah, they are wild hyenas. Exactly. With like, a, there's feed some me. meat. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's um. My friends actually, actually want to quite a confronting sight. Yeah, it is. Well, it's just like it's very interesting how it's kind of like for women like this. Um, like party, frenzy. yeah, type thing. As men, it's like this kind of sleazy, like just quietly observing, watching. Um, I shouldn't say sleazy. Mm, I just say it's almost like the dynamic of a sports match is sort of what you'd get in a male strip club. People cheering, yelling. Whereas men are like that at a sports match, but then yeah, it's at reverse. a strip club, yeah. they're very quiet. And yeah, the, yeah, women at sport are like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it? well, stereotype, but true for most. Yeah. <laughs> I hate watching sport. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah, coming, coming back to Chile, there's some paragraphs that I uh, printed off from this study that I thought were really interesting. So this is based on the big five personality traits and uh, people with lower scores on agreeableness are more likely to have affairs in the first years of marriage. Makes a lot of oh, sense. Oh, wow. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
and to be involved in sexual promiscuity and relationship infidelity. Um, extroversion was u- universally associated with interest in short-term mating, unrestricted, unrestricted sociosexuality, so that's mm-hmm. cheating, I think, or it's having multiple partners, I'm not sure, and lacking relationship exclusivity. Individuals low in agreeableness and conscientiousness were also more likely to engage in short-term mating. I love how they use mating. (laughs) Lack relationship exclusivity, given that individuals high on agreeableness and conscientiousness tend to have more perseverance in relationships regardless of conflicts and generally are more capable of resisting seduction. This may result in a lower motivation for infidelity. Significant associations were also found between neuroticism and openness and short-term mating, although they were less consistent. Um. Mm. When we look at the dark personality traits, narcissistic individuals tend to, to be oh, less committed. It's yeah. obvious. Uh, um, then are less narcissistic individuals have a preference for casual interactions as they do not like to have sex with someone they feel emotionally close with. Okay, it's too vulnerable. Ooh. Yeah. It's like in the yeah, last Yeah, Madonna Hall complex, yeah. man. Look it up. Moreover, while in a committed relationship, people with high levels of narcissism tend to be attentive to alternative dating dating partners and are more likely to cheat on their partners. Because mm. that's an ego thing. Yeah, and secondary psychopathy, which reflects antisocial behavior, yeah. were the most influential traits to predict prior experience of infidelity, intentions to engage in infidelity, and perceived susceptibility to a partner's infidelity. In another study... Mm. Machiavellianism predicts the use of sexual deception, including avoidance of confrontation mm. within committed romantic relationships. I mean, that's probably not too surprising that people high in the dark trait yes. are more likely to cheat. Especially the narcissism and like um, antisocial um, yeah. aspects because you don't have the empathy where you don't perceive what you've done as a bad thing. It'll be like, well, babe. I told you to fucking take my car for a wash and you didn't. So, like, hmm. now we've done shitty things to each other. Like, they put, completely don't perceive it. They're like, I'm so stressed and I work 10 times harder than you. So, so what if I want to go do this? Like, I remember when one of the guys I actually did a life coaching course with, um, he was filthy rich, did his own business, and he was telling me he he had a child. He was only maybe early 30s. And he had a child and unsuccessful marriage and he was saying that he does – he was telling me about escorts because mm. he spends – he's one of the people that spend like eight to $10,000 a night on an escort because he want, he gets the upper class ones. Mm. And he was telling wow. me like this – Must be good yeah. if they're worth that much. Yeah. Well, it's like it is really disgusting. It's basically broken down into ethnicities, how much they cost, which okay. I didn't know. Um, so is white the most expensive? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Standard. And the Thai girls were like the cheapest. Um, oh, okay. Um, and and then he was telling me about how he once a week does this thing called King's Bath where basically you sit in like mm. a hot tub with eight to ten, eight to 12 women who massage you and sit with you and they're naked or whatever. Uh-huh. And anyway, he was saying he was looking for a girlfriend and I was like, well, you've got a lot of like kind of habits you got to give up then. And he was like, well, fuck, I'm not going to give it up. Like, I'm going to do this still once a week. I'm just not going to tell her. Like, how is that going to hurt her if she doesn't ever know? And I was like, well, what if she did that? He'd be like, then she'd be a fucking whore. And I was like, don't you see kind of the, the like, you know, double standard hypocritical aspect to this? If, if she's a uh-huh. fucking whore that you would have no respect for for doing it, yet you can do it 
where you don't perceive the harm if she doesn't know. But in his mind, because she if if she doesn't know what he's doing, there is no harm done. Out of sight, out of mind, out of sight. Yeah, out of sight, like out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's a lovely guy. So <laughs> that was my coaching partner. Woohoo! <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um. Twelve women in in a dot tub. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, that'd be such an ego trip. What a way to stroke your ego! So much. Yeah. Like, how much would that cost? Uh, well, Too much. No, the kings, the kings baths. You can go to like. Even on the corner of your street, like those kind of places that have the red light district, uh, like yeah. the dodgy ones often have a king's bath in them. Um, so uh-huh. you'd be surprised it's not really – you don't walk into this bougie place. You just yeah, walk into right. like this dingy little den with <laughs> a okay. bath in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, look, there are differences between the generally how men and women do see sex. I mean, like I was saying before, men – can be very sexually attracted and, and act on that attraction even if their primary partner is giving them everything they want. Mm. So it isn't necessarily an issue in the relationship, but um And as we've spoken about before do it. women um are more likely to stray later on and later in relationships because they seek a male to give them that warmth and validation that um, they're mm. seeking that emotional intimacy from a male and often they get that through you know physical intimacy but that is the reason why they find it much more of a betrayal when a man has emotional intimacy yeah yeah that makes sense because that's what gets a woman going so much that's what drives her and her you know heterosexual relationships or even in in same-sex relationships it's just that need to be desired and appreciated and thought oh this this is a woman like that's a good feeling when people say that about you not this you is, are a woman this is, what <laughs> but like wait, 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 what? like when when a guy says like fuck like i just think you're so great like you're so amazing or you're so sexy that's what women love to hear or feel or know some some, some, something it's possessive. Or some are like, just <laughs> slap me in the face and shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, there's a variety, but yeah, okay. Well, the average woman would, would yeah. enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess it's all very subjective. Uh, my personal opinion: if it's a one-off instance, you should try and be forgiving. See how you feel about it. Don't, don't act on it immediately. Try to figure out why they might have did that this is my builder brain coming into it i'm like i need to understand why it occurred first i want to if there's a problem i need to solve it if it was a genuine mistake i can look past it my emotions would hopefully be something i sort of work through um but if after a couple of months you're still not really over it then then it'll oh, just damage the relationship more. Most people don't get over than... it for like a year. Yeah, yeah true. Especially if it's yeah. like that's the thing is you have to be both parties have to be willing. If you decide to commit to resolving it, it's it's much longer process than what people think. Like mm. at least six months to two years before you actually can trust Damn. them the way you did before. So if you've been cheated on and you want to resolve things with your partner there's no shame in walking away instantly or later and there's also no shame in yeah. deciding you want to stay with 
your partner. But if you do decide you want to stay with your partner, put things in place, put your boundaries in place, being like, I'm not comfortable with you going on overnight trips with your boys until we fix this out and I feel secure again in our relationship. And to some people that may be controlling, but that is, you know, if you've cheated on someone, you need to do what you can to demonstrate that you're willing to make yourself uncomfortable or take extra action to show that you can be trusted and faithful and make and and resolve your relationship. Yeah. And just um, seek therapy, please. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, and that Ashley Madison statistics were interesting. During COVID, more people signed up to that than ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they were so, probably so sick of their partner being in their space all the time and then yeah, they're bored and you don't have that that you don't have that push-pull distance kind of thing. Like, you know how they say some of the best relationships yeah. are men that, like, go into the mines or the army or whatever and they're gone for, like, three days at a time and you have that distance, like, distance make the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And it's even like that during during the work day as well. At least you have that separation from one another. Mm. Yeah, that, that um, a lot of divorces occurred last year yeah and still going lots on of dv yeah, yeah, lot of... lots of family breakdowns yeah but that if you can't spend time together that seem but i do understand this you know what it'd be good to do a podcast i mean we can how yeah yeah yeah. i wanted i was thinking about this the other day when dynamics change in a relationship it can be such a especially for someone say like me and other builders who are relying on stability consistency you know if it's okay this day every week is date night yeah. and this is where some elements of unpredictability and novelty and adventure come but that's because I planned them or whatever yeah. um, then say when someone gets a different job or has to move or th- their life is changing and they become a different p- person and that can be hard on the other person Yeah, and it just does it's hard to sort of work through that sometimes, and I found you still have to love them if they're a completely different yeah, person. Yeah, and the and the whole dynamic changes, and and you've you know all the new age um, thinking is oh, I'd never become codependent. Codependency is bad, but you're kidding yourself if you're not if your emotional state isn't at least somewhat dependent on yes, the other person yeah. loving you and. And, yeah. and being happy. I mean, if you're in a relationship with somebody, that's that's ridiculous when people are like, oh, my emotional state is entirely determined by me. Yeah. And then if mm-hmm. they do something, that's on them. And I'll just I'll just set my boundaries. And if they break them, I'll break up with them. But I won't let myself get upset. Like you're absolutely living in the clouds. Okay, that means I don't. I think you're not even in a relationship. Then like you you are gonna be to some degree dependent and and you know relying on this person to be there for you when you're down and when if you do have a regular date night or if you are um having intimacy at at a sort of certain time or something like that and then suddenly that goes it can be a jolt to the to the relationship and to you and then you're not putting your best self forward and then it becomes a negative spiral because then they've become someone else or the circumstances have changed so then you're not at your best self so you can't put your best foot forward anymore and then the whole relationship what it relied on which was um, spending quality time together, emotional intimacy and physical intimacy, all that starts to wane. And th- and then as that starts to wane, it just go- it, it becomes even worse because then you can't, you don't feel like giving the other person. <laughs> it's just a negative loop that... So stressful. <laughs> no, I know. Because, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm venting a lot here, but... Yeah, um, you're right though. We I have- just think that's, that's um, a killer and that can potentially be something that 
leads to cheating or leads to other yeah. issues and she's coming as your emotional support animal she felt you getting a bit <laughs> escalated there she's like shit better step in that's shorty by the way that's like, where i think the commitment aspect is important if you're making a commitment to someone you've got to stick it out if they're going through yes. a stressful time or oh, if they're going yes. through um if something changes in your life even or you know i do sound like i suppose a christian boomer or whatever but <laughs> people this age don't stick it out they, they, they oh i'm not i'm not feeling happy anymore in this this doesn't benefit me this doesn't fulfill me yeah. this is draining me this is this is now become controlling my chakras are unaligned <laughs> I mean, everything is controlling now it's like yeah i've done like three podcasts on that already but yeah it's it does there's an element of selfishness there if you're just willing to get now i'm not just talking about cheating obviously here but what i'm saying is there can be so many aspects that if left on you know not dealt with can then lead to cheating yes exactly and people say oh if you're going to cheat just break up with the person but there's complicated situations where most of the times you don't want to break up with them you actually just want to do something different you need something that is not you, – you have needs that are being unmet. And or people, you're a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you're a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, I'm not denying that yeah. there's definitely a lot of people who just are selfish. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a common it, – it, it, but the, the, the really complex part of it is it can be a combination of both because yes. everyone's selfish to some degree. Um, well, now I'm reading books that maybe say otherwise, but I think <laughs> – in a relationship, in a romantic relationship, I think I talked about this in a previous one where we all want something out of it. It's a selfish yes. endeavor to some degree. Like I'm with yeah. this person because they are giving me X, Y, Z. Otherwise, what would be the purpose? Exactly. We so then, seek relationships because of companionship, love, nurture, yeah. affection. And it's a mutual thing where it's like I'm giving you X, Y, Z and because yeah. you're giving me X, Y, Z, I can give you A, B, C. Yes. Now I something's happened, I'm... I can no longer give you Y. Yeah. Well, then I don't feel like I I yeah. needed Y to give you A and B. Yes. Well, I'm yeah. not getting A and B. I'm not giving you X and Z. Now. It's just yeah. This is this is it's it's always a complex ladder. Usually, it's a complex downward trajectory before someone cheats. I think in mm. not always. Okay, not always. Not always. Not always. There are just selfish uh, people. But again, the selfishness. It's always it's like I wanted X Y Z from you and you're not giving that to me anymore. Mm. I feel like I've been betrayed already. Mm. So then, yeah, you feel betrayed, but I was already betrayed. Yeah, in this situation, it, it's just I just think that's why um, when I have this opinion of, uh just depending on the situation, I would personally, if a friend was like someone cheated on me, I'd be like, just wait, wait a little bit before you make a sudden, just, yes, just, yeah. just think about it a little bit. Like a, like a few weeks, it doesn't, you, you can still be like, I'm going to break up with them, but just, or say like, give me four weeks. Let's take yeah. a break for four weeks. Do yes, not contact yeah. me for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Then That's a good let idea. me talk about it. Let me talk to my friends about it. Let me, let me think about it. Let me try to see things from your perspective mm-hmm. and give you the best, possible version Mm -hmm. of what you did not you're an arsehole and a manipulative person but oh hey there were certain situational factors that maybe led to you doing something that you do regret Mm -hmm. and that was selfish but you're not a bad person inherently yes that's it yeah exactly that's why i just think um these things are complicated and it's it's just not a one size fits all yeah there's not one resolution and i don't think it's um healthy to just be like to have this 
this um i'll put my foot down and no matter what no matter the context mm. no matter whatever has happened that's it kind of yeah. thing that that sort of mentality mm. i personally don't i i i would sort of argue against that yeah it doesn't align with you yeah. totally fair do you know what i love that Esther says is that if if you're five years into a relationship or 10 years into a relationship or whatever and you get divorced or you break up or even two years anyway your relationship ends it's not a relationship failure actually the fact that you had this many years with someone is a success you had a a huge part of your life spent with someone with memories of someone that is a big success that we should we shouldn't perceive breakups always as a failure and we shouldn't you know perceive mistakes and and fuck-ups as a failure in a relationship um that being said each of us have our own individual you know, perce- perceptions of it or mm-hmm. boundaries or things that we can accept and can't accept. And like you said, I always think it's a better idea to take a step back and never make a decision when you're in an emotionally heightened state. And when someone cheats on you, you're going to be emotionally heightened for weeks or days until you can sit back and think, even if you sit back and think, well, fuck this, that's it, I'm out. That's fine. But at least have that time to yourself to reflect on it rather than doing it in such a impactful time just going to make things almost harder for yourself but also not to just add another thing to do but I really really do recommend that no contact because if you just think well I shouldn't make such a rash decision you don't want to get put yourself in this in the point where you are allowing them to you know you're staying with them and then you're temporarily one over or you have that kind of trauma bonding experience or hysterical bonding when which often happens after cheating is it's a cycle where someone cheats you have it you have your big fallout and then you have hysterical bonding which is you're lusting for them you're you're yearning for each other you have these great sex there's amazing emotional intimacy and three to six months later your relationship falls apart because you never actually resolve the issue you just clung on to him or he clung on to you or onto each other after something threatens your relationship to kind of make your claim again so that's a good point take your time basically that's a good point, but it's a fine line between, um, yeah, take your time. A break would be a good thing, but then... Just see a therapist. <laughs> Just see, see a relationship yeah. therapist even for, to break up. Just see a relationship therapist. I don't know why people don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, these are, these are, these are yeah, really hurtful situations. Yeah. And I suppose I'm probably projecting, you know, I, I, that's why I'm saying this is all my opinion. Yes. Not saying yeah. anyone's done yeah. anything wrong if they've yeah, if they've exactly. gotten out of something immediately. I just think um that's what I do and I would argue for that. Yeah. But yeah. If if anyone's interested in hearing more about this, I've recommended it like twelve times, but the podcast Where Should We Begin is so mm. good because it's actual recorded therapy sessions of couples that have cheated on one another usually. So very interesting. Mm. Mm. You look a bit sad. <laughs> Are I? you just deep in contemplation or is this yeah. like a impactful conversation topic? A bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, get out your essential oils afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. You yeah. know that. I always do. Glenn's, do you have any like sage or something? St. Paul's no, I'll just go with peppermint. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. But yeah. Don't cheat. 
<laughs> yeah, if you can, just avoid it. Try that's not that's too easier. Much. Avoid the pain. Things, yes, but they're all, it's also very, very complex. There's so many factors, that's all. With everything we talk about, we're yeah, always yeah. like, but there's so many yeah, factors, know, <laughs> literally. Know, 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 but that's the, that's the thing of life. Yes, yes. Porn, okay, to end on it, end <laughs> on it slightly. Don't end on porn because yeah, we'll be here not? for another 40 no, minutes. We no, we'll make it quick. But uh, <laughs> it does seem weird that so many people are like, yeah, porn's fine, it's not cheating. But you are desiring another woman. You're getting sexual gratification from another woman. It's just avert. It's just you're not getting the physical touch. Yeah. So it it is a weird thing that... People would be so hurt, I'm speaking generally here, if someone, if they found their partner um, with or was with another person, but if they caught them looking at porn, oh, they'd just roll their eyes and yeah. still be hurt, but it's, it's deemed fine because I wonder what society thought about porn back in, say, the when it was magazines in well, the 70s. Well, it was 70s. always hidden. It was always hidden. Yeah. No one was really open about it. So, And also now, like, with the, I guess, our age group and younger, it's mm. much more likely that we're, people are saying no against porn. Like, it's trending now to be like, don't say... You watch porn, like you go on TikTok, it's got millions of views and likes of girls saying like, it's okay to have boundaries against this or whatever. Not saying that you have to or you don't. It's up to you. If you don't care, then that's a win-win. If you do care, that's fine. Mm. Put your boundary in place and and see what they say. Well, I don't don't know about that because now with all the internet porn and the video porn, I feel like people are, I would assume people are watching porn more than ever before. Mm. And because it's so prevalent, People are like, oh, I guess it's normal and it's something but to expect. But are people in more relationships than ever before? That's the thing. So what's the majority of those people that are single mm. or in relationships? Anyway, let's do some yeah. research, come back to it. Watch our episode on porn. Well, it's I, good. Yeah, and I just think it's not It's not hypocritical. They are different things, but yeah. it's not as, it's not as v- significantly different yeah. in terms of the impact to me. I think I – think this, the premise is very similar. You are looking at someone else. You're getting sexual gratification out desiring, of it. Yeah. So it's just not a it, – it is a real person. It's just they're yeah. filmed. Yeah. So – But one is shamed – like cheating is shamed on by society and one is accepted and isn't deemed as – Well, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I don't understand. I yeah. do want – look, there's definitely a difference there, but I just mm. don't think it's as pronounced as – Yeah. Most people exactly perceive it to be. I'm with you on that. Anyway, try go no fab, no porn. <laughs> Maybe not no fat, but no porn. Well, I don't think there's for a little wrong bit. With, but I think the fact that so many people do watch porn in in relationships just shows that. Look, with the technology and the world that we live in today, can you even inherently just, be monogamous it, entirely? You can. It's just so much harder than ever yeah. before, and we really are going against our innate. Desires, and that's why mm. I would be also more forgiving. Having sort of read what I've read, I, I, I suppose that's also why I think I would be more forgiving. Mm. I mean, in this situation, it's obviously a lot harder, especially if it's an unexpected situation or then mm. if the emotional fallout isn't dealt with properly. Um, I think we're still too 
very puritanical about just the act of sex, and I'm not devaluing that. I think there it is a bonding mechanism, and there are chemicals at play. But but for some reason, we're just quite lax on porn. It seems to be at least. But but then when it's with a person in non virtual in real life totally different it's so it's the end of the relationship and then you have like and cam girls and only fam which is kind of that in between yeah because then you get emotion you're getting emotional and then escorts season. like it's a whole it's a whole fucking spectrum isn't it yes definitely is but we'll uh we'll end on that yeah on just that let you contemplate that for a little bit <laughs> watch our episode it's, it goes into it much more in depth yes thanks for listening slash watching click follow and subscribe share it to your friends And we will see you next time. See you next week.